You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Happy Saturday, everybody. Welcome to the show in which a couple of Serbians talk about the gold rush, the sound of music, singing in the rain, the best years of our lives, modern times, 12 angry men, the meaning of life, but mostly the Denver Nuggets. Welcome to the Serbian Corner. In case you thought I finally suffered a stroke and began saying random words during the intro, we have a special basketball meets movies episode with a simple title, Blockbuster Nuggets. My name is Miroslav Cuk. I grew up in the time when watching Superman, Star Wars, or Back to the Future was viable only during winter holidays because that's when the TV, and that's singular, in your house, would only show them. This is episode number 42 of the Serbian Corner, or episode number two of the second season of the Serbian Corner, but we're not going to run through our usual segments. Instead, we're going to recap the first half of the season for all of the nuggets with significant minutes by comparing them to the characters from famous movies. If we get some time at the end, we'll finish off with a bit of nuggets slash movies trivia. Before I invite my guests for today, I wanted to do a quick scan on, on where the nuggets are right now. They have won 16 out of last 18 games, including the last nine. So this, this series will hopefully uh, continue running they have definitely matured. Last night, they have beaten the Pacers without Nikola Jokic, but nothing changed in their approach. They still played their brand of basketball, a beautiful game, as we like to call it. Everybody jumped into slightly different roles and excelled in them, with a caveat that it was the Pacers without Halliburton on the other end, so let's not get crazy. No need to analyze their net rating and such stuff for the last month and a half. When you win most games in the league in a certain time span, of course you're going to crush it in most metrics. I just want to pour a glass of water on our Red Hot takes about them at this moment, since it is fair to account for playing a lot of home games and also having more than one opponent coming to Denver with a white flag, resting a lot of their players or just having bad injury luck compared to the Nuggets, who finally got mostly healthy. We now have not one, but two non-Jokic Nuggets with the triple-double this season, since Jamal joined Bruce Brown last night on that list, which is pretty amazing when you, when you think about it for the last eight seasons of not having such players. The Nuggets are deep, maybe not in a way 
that their ninth or tenth guy is equally good as the guy in front of him in the pecking order. But in a way that I feel good when any nugget steps on the court. And I think we've had never, you know, never had so many really playable guys. But that's not a surprise. This is what we've been talking from the from the beginning of this season. Jamal had an awesome game last night. He was he was literally like like a mini Jokic. He played so with a lot of poise. He was really determined to play the right way. He could have just had 30, 30 shots light last night because he was on fire. But instead, he chose to, to be the playmaker for the team. And I just want to see that continue, even with Jokic back. I still need to see him being consistent game to game and quarter to quarter, you know, for a prolonged period of time. And I'm pretty sure he'll get there. On the other hand, Michael Porter has a sneaky great season so far. He is a de facto fourth guy right now on the team, but it is impressive how bought in he is. He is really playing the right way, what we call the right way. It's the winning way is the right way. But I want to, what I want to say is he's not thirsty for thirsty for his shots. He knows he can give away the ball because that his team will find him again. And of course, when he's on fire, he knows Jokic will just find him and he'll put a 40-point game uh, before too long. On the other hand, Aaron Gordon, as Bill Simmons said last week on the low post, Aaron Gordon is Nicola's new favorite toy. Nicola still explores all the wonderful ways he can use a super smart guy in a super athletic body. KCP, Bruce Brown, they're just the dream fits. It, I, I, I don't know if I can say anything more about those two guys. I just want to see them on the Nuggets forever, even, even though that might not be possible with, with Bruce Brown and his contract. Bones is a walking arson crime. Give him a sliver of daylight and he's going to burn the opposing team to the ground. Yes, he, he has had some uh, uh, subpar shooting nights, but on the other hand, he's been doing the other stuff pretty well. So I'm really happy with his development this season as well. Zeke is finally here to stay, showing a lot of good stuff on both ends of the court. And Vlatko, yeah, I know he's injured right now, but he's an eight guy of my dreams, doing everything the right way. You, you just cannot get wrong with, with playing Vlatko. And we have Jeff Green back on the court. He's ready to contribute. He already had a pretty good game against Indiana. We have Christian Brown, that uses every opportunity he gets to play pretty good. And even DeAndre Jordan, he won me over. All the Nuggets are good. One more home game versus the Thunder, and then we'll ske uh, the schedule will get uh, a lot tougher, but I'm looking forward to it. Bring it on, NBA. Okay, that's enough ranting. Tom, time is uh, to bring our first guest. He is... Jordan Scott, you know him from from Nuggets Twitter. He is a, he is a big lover of uh, of NBA stats, also big lover of movies. So since we are making a, this crossover episode today, he was a very logical uh, choice for for today. What's what's up, Jordan? Oh, not too much. Thanks for having me. How do you feel about the current Nuggets Nuggets moment? I I mean, it's just it's about what we've. I mean, we've expected to see the last few years and just been, been unable to. And 
and yeah, it's been not great teams and stuff, but they're doing what they need to do, and we're seeing all the right things from them, even in the games that aren't, you know, as uh, as difficult as they might have been. So, what is the goal for the Nuggets this season that needs to be achieved? Like, no excuse for not achieving it. I mean, the no excuse goal should be a conference finals, but I think they should pretty much laser focus in on the title. Like, I think they're contenders, and I think that's where their focus needs to be at. So, I'm I'm trying to be pragmatic, so I'm not I'm not calling for the championship right now. First, first things first, I want to see them in the finals because that's something Nuggets never did in the in their NBA uh, history. And when they get to the finals, let's just go guns blazing and, and see what happens. I, I really think West is not as good this year as it usually is. Or maybe that's not true. Maybe it's just the Nuggets that are so good. So this is why we feel that that the uh, the West is kind of trashy. But yeah. So this week we've seen we've seen uh, some historic stuff from from Nikola Jokic. He became the the franchise leader in assists, total assists in his career. He 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 overtook the the first position from the legend uh, Alex English, and we we see him being on the path of of conquering even more Nuggets franchise records as well. So, for this first segment, I wanted to take a short trip through the through the Jokic stat uh, stat fields. And see our favorite Jokic stats. Mm -hmm. So, Jokic numbers, that's the name of the segment. And we will start with one of your favorite stats. So, 39 somber doubles. How, how do you feel about this number? Would you be uh, more happy if it was a smaller number or, or you don't care? No, I, part of why I like it is just how little he ever like hunts for the stats. Like he he just doesn't care, and so he's got a, a large number of the ones where he's just right off right off the end of it there. So uh, yeah, that, yeah that's he, he, uh, one thing I'm really I'm really uh, uh, sad about is that he doesn't have a somber double with points yet. <laughs> He has a couple of games with eight points and you know ten plus ten plus, but no no games with nine points. So, Joker, come on, you can do it. <laughs> we know we know you can do that for that for us. Okay, next stat for for today. This is one for me. Highest career box plus minus in history. So, for for the non nerds, if there are any on on this channel right now, box plus minus is a rate stat that accounts for everything that happens in the box score on offense and defense. And then it compares the players' numbers to the average number of a, of a, or, or the numbers of the average player for that season on the position of that player. It's a pretty complicated uh, thing. But one thing I really like about this, uh, uh, this stat, this one-number stat, is the fact that if you look at the list of top 20 guys in box plus minus there are no coincidences there you only have the top level uh top level uh, hall of famers over there and right now yes nicola is still on the upswing he still needs to have his uh, i guess uh, late years of his career that might 
lower his uh, career box plus minus. But right now, he is number one in front of Michael Jordan and LeBron James. Mm-hmm. How, how do you feel? I know you've been tracking this, this stat for a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, it's not a perfect stat. I mean, a lot of people say it's it's not as good as some of the other ones, but it's one of the only all-in-one stats that can go back far enough to even get historical comparisons. I think it's like right. 83, 84, something like that. Or is it 73? I don't know. 73. Something yeah, like yeah. that, yeah. Yeah. So, like, it's one of the only ones we can actually use to compare to old guys, and he just does in, like, every <laughs> every line there. I mean, he also had the, the highest single-season one last year, so... <laughs> yes, and this one right now is number three all time. <laughs> so, yep. yeah, he, he is slacking this season for sure. Yeah. Okay, next stat. This one is from you. Nearly 80% of his games over the last three seasons have a game score over 20. So c- can you give me more, more, uh, 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 more context? Yeah. Like, what does the, the game score over 20 mean? How many of Nuggets other players uh, uh, scores game score over 20 and how often? Not too many Nuggets do it a lot. Um, Game score is another kind of all-in-one metric for a single game. Um, It's similar to per in that it's kind of designed to mimic what you would expect from like scoring output. So like over 20 is going to be pretty good. And part of why I like this stat that like almost 80% of his games have been over that number is just the sheer consistency of it. I actually looked at some of the other stars and like guys like Giannis and Embiid have like 70%. Like it's just a huge gap of like, he's just so consistently doing this night in night out. So he has been a metronome, especially in the last three seasons. But even before that, we've Mm -hmm. seen a lot of, a lot of uh, consistency from him. Okay. Next one, including this season, he is the only player in the NBA history with three seasons with box plus minus over 12. Michael Jordan is the only player with two. So I'm back to the box plus minus because I love it so much. And I know it's not perfect. But the thing about this is it's just if you look at the tables for the box plus minus, everything above eight is an MVP level season. Mm -hmm. Everything above 10 is an all-time MVP season. Like there's not more than... I, I don't know by heart, but probably like 10, 12 seasons ever mm-hmm. with over 10. And he already has three of them <laughs> above 12, which is which is just insanity. I I, I know that Box Plus Minus had a... Uh, they, they've reformed their stat like five years ago because of Russell Westbrook, because Russell Westbrook was breaking it down. So they've accounted the, the efficiency more, I guess, after that. So Russell is no more so high on the box plus minus i believe uh so i'm i'm guessing that at some point they will have to try and modify the box plus minus again i just don't know what they can do <laughs> to lower yeah. his numbers to be honest yeah it's hard uh, they, i think there's a lot of weight behind like rebounds and they they weight assists more for big men so some of that i think plays into him being so high on them but yeah maybe maybe just put everybody on the same level like mm-hmm. like like uh uh, f- forbid positions, just like mm-hmm. like interpret the same for everybody. Maybe that will be a bit bit uh, better for the other guys. Next one, highest true shooting for a twenty points per game scorer in NBA history. So is this for this season 
That'd be for it? this season, yeah. For this season, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And okay. it's like not close. I think Steph's is the Steph's unanimous MVP year was the next closest, and it's like two percentage points lower, two or three. Yeah. Um, so like it's not close. He's just having one of the most efficient scoring seasons we've ever seen. Just to be clear, that Steph's season, unanimous uh, MVP season, was insane. Yeah. Like efficiency wise, <laughs> it was never. N- never something similar was seen before that season and now he is uh like two percentage points over that which is which is as insanity it's not fair it's really not fair but uh, that's that's what you get with, with Nikola Jokic 99 out next one he is on pace to be the first guy ever to average 20 10 and 8 on 60% from the field and he is actually Almost at 25, 11, and almost 10 on 62%. And this is shout out to Patrick Rasmussen because this is this is his stat. This is something he's been uh, showing on Twitter a lot lately. So you see the 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 jump over all of these all of these uh, numbers. That is just just crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it, that's what's remarkable is he's basically averaging a triple double on like the greatest efficiency ever. <laughs> you know, before the season, I said there's no way he's getting the the third MVP. He would need to average like a 25 point triple double on 70 percent through shooting, and the Nuggets would need to be number one seed. You know what? Everything happened. <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, I heard people saying that, and I'm like, yeah, but why couldn't he do that? Like, it's... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, this this is this is just drunk. This is just yeah. drunk. Next one. So your your favorite stat, fastest triple double in the NBA history. I remember this game. It was back in 2017, right? I think so. It's against the Bucks. Yeah, yeah in, in Milwaukee. And I remember mm-hmm. this game because it was maybe not the first one, but one of the first uh his games I watched live. Oh, nice. And when I did that game, and I remember I recorded the game right after it happened, so I still have it on my computer. That's when I said, I'm watching this guy live every time. And I actually had a streak from 2017 all the way to, to the new New Year's of 2021. That's when I got COVID and I got, you know, uh, in love with sleeping. So this is what when I, I stopped doing it every night. But yeah, that is just, it's just you're you're what you see you're watching history you you understand you're watching history it's just a, the matter of when it will happen it was like what 14 and a half minutes of gameplay right yeah something like that pretty <laughs> close to that uh, and i like this because uh i don't know if you've seen it but there's a documentary out about jim tucker the guy whose record he broke called uh mm-hmm. let him know you're there um and basically in that, it was just kind of cool because he was kind of another unknown player. So like when Jokic got this record, it was not huge news. Everyone's like, oh, well, it's a relatively, you know, unknown guy breaking a record of a relatively unknown guy. Like who who really cares? And now looking back on it, it was like clearly a signifier of what was to come. So, yeah. Poor, poor Ton Maker, man. I, I, I felt bad for him. It's, it, it was really yeah. sad. <laughs> okay, next one. Okay, this is my assist, my, my stat. So, his net 10 APG is at minus 5 with 36 games left in the season. So net 10 APG is a stat I, I made up. It is just a name I, I, I made for, for something that many Nuggets fans are tracking for for some time now. 
that means that Nikola Jokic needs to average 10 assists per game for the rest of the season, plus plus those five assists he's still lacking to have uh, like the even 10 assists for the game and, you know, consequentially the triple-double season we are all waiting for. I think there is some rounding up there as well. So maybe he doesn't need to hit all five of those. Maybe with three, he'll already get to above 9.95 and that should be rounded to 10. Yeah. But I want the real thing. I want yeah. the real deal. I don't care about those those mathematic help yeah. for, for, for Nicola. Did yeah, you, if did you, you want to round down. <laughs> did you really expect this would happen ever? I mean, I thought it was possible just based on the, the talent he's got around him and like his ability to find guys. But like expecting it is hard to say. Like, I mean, only two people have ever done it. Like, It's, it's not exactly I, something you can expect. I, I'm going to I'm going to fire a, 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 a super hot take right now. I think he'll he'll get it this season. He'll get it, average the triple double. And for next season. Listen to this. I think he will lead the league in assists per game. So he'll need to go above 11 to do that probably. I mean, well, I you mean, never know. You never know how crazy another guy can can be in a season, but yeah. it's, it's impossible. It's well, really the only easy. guy ahead of him is Halliburton and he's missing That's a bunch right. of games. He might drop off the board just cuz he doesn't have enough games to qualify. <laughs> oh, that wouldn't be fair. I would hate that. <laughs> I would hate that. I really I really want Halley to come yeah, back. I think he'll be back soon. So. I'll I'll be I'll be happy with uh uh, the most uh, total assists. That's something Wilt already have done in his like 8.5 assist season. He wa- he had the most assists in that game total. Okay, next one. He is the only, and this is one from you. This he is the only person with career playoff averages of 25, 10 uh, uh, rebounds and six assists per game. That's pretty good, right? Yeah, it's pretty good because, uh, you know, if you drop that to 20, 10, and 5, it's just Larry and Giannis that join him. So uh, it's it's a pretty good it's pretty good company to have there. <laughs> Insanity. Insanity. And and then we have to hear those those analysts that say he's not proven in playoffs. Yeah, so this is why we need to take him down. <laughs> okay. And, okay, we have some more. So he recorded more triple doubles than the previous year for each season in the NBA league. So he started with zero. Of course, he was starting off the bench in the, mm-hmm. his rookie season. Then he got six, then 12, then 13, 16, 19 last season. And this season, he is on pace to get to 24, 25. And you know what? That's if you count all of the games. But if you count like the last two months, he's probably on the, on the pace to, to, to hit the 30, 31. Yeah, what do you is, think? Yeah, I was 30, 31 is Wilt. Wilt's yeah. record is uh, 31. And I mean, I'm he really could interested hit it. in that one. Like, when now that the other guys are kind of hitting their strides, it's been easier to get them because get the assist that because they're just hitting shots. So, yeah, have, having a couple of guys in your starting five that hit 50% of their three point shots that's pretty good for your assist mm-hmm. totals. <laughs> and you can imagine the number of points produced he has because there are so many trees among all of those assists is not it's not like multiply by two and you get the points produced insanity insanity uh, although although aaron gordon is dropping that number a bit because he's just dunking everything but yeah what you gonna do i guess yeah. he's he's 70 from from 
2.20 is pretty good as well. It's all right. <laughs> okay. And I think this is the last one. Jokic has 18 total 30-point triple-doubles, one more than both Magic and Bird. No, that's pretty cool, right? Yeah, he's still got some catching up to do, and Luca's already passed him because Luca's a little wild. But yeah, it's uh, pretty wild that what he's been able to do, especially this year. Was he already got six? I think. <laughs> <laughs> crazy, crazy. Okay, we are now finished with the uh, with the nerdy stuff for 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 uh, for today, and now we are moving to an even nerdier thing, and this is comparing. Nuggets to movie characters, and this is why we are joined by one of my favorite follows on on Nuggets Twitter, Kyle Simonson or Simonsons. Did did I say it right? You got it right, Simonson. Yep, Simonson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I thought so. I thought so. How are you doing, Kyle? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. This is an opportunity to talk about the intersection between nuggets and movies is like a dream come true for me. So thrilled to hop on and talk with you all. Although I was listening to you talk about the statistics and, you know, I'm a English professor, so I'm supposed to be scared of statistics. And if I can figure these statistics out, I don't understand why (laughs) analysts and fans, other teams can't figure them out. None of that was scary to me. So if I can handle it, Feels like everyone else should be able to too. So yeah, it's it's probably good for you that you're not from Philly. So because in in that case you probably couldn't couldn't figure it out. But but you're on the on the Midwest, so that's that's cool, I guess. Can you can you tell me a bit about yourself? Because I don't think we've seen you before on the DNBA shows. So no. what are your uh, fanhood Nuggets fanhood look like when it started? Yeah. Uh, so I was, I live in Wahoo, Nebraska, which is a, you know, important city in film history. It's where Daryl Zanuck was born. who's one of the most important producers in Hollywood history. So, um, but I grew up in Denver. My childhood was spent in, well, in, in all the suburbs anyway, in Westminster and Aurora and Arvada. And I, I moved around a lot, but so, um, anyway, that's when I became a Nuggets fan. You know, the first, my first favorite player was Bakhmud Abdurraouf. And, uh, you know, that was, that was my childhood. And so, uh, like Jordan, I think I, my fandom, I think increased, uh, when the Nuggets drafted Carmelo Anthony in 2002, it's the same year I graduated from high school. So that was a, a time in my life where I watched a lot of basketball. And since then, uh, I don't think I've missed a lot of games. So a uh, diehard Nuggets fan, I, uh, try to make a trip out to Denver to come to a couple games uh, at least once a year or so. And, uh, just been a been, been a fan for a long time, so I've subjected my wife and my kids to a lot of Nuggets games. So, 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 so what is your favorite era? Because we I think tend, we tend to you know romanticize the eras when we were younger. So you know, I don't know. That, does it account into it? You know, I I said last night after that Pacers game, and part of it was probably just the high of such a great victory. But I said last night that I think we're living through the best era. I mean, I think mm-hmm. this is the best Nuggets team of my lifetime. Uh, and so I, I think we're living through the best era. And I, I think sometimes it's easy to get caught up in, you know, I don't know, arguing with fans of other teams or being nervous about trade season or whatever the case might be. But I hope people uh, take a step back and realize that we're we're living through the best time to be a Nuggets fan. It's never been better than this, I don't think. So... Um, you know, those that uh, the Western Conference finals team in 09, 
is of course near and dear to my heart. That 94, 95 run uh, was pretty special, but I was pretty little then, you know, I was pretty young. So um, this is, uh, I, like I said, I think we're living through the best time right now. Mm -hmm. I'm really glad to hear that you are now in Nebraska because I was afraid Voya is just going to murder me because I'm doing a movie episode without him because he's a huge movie buff as well. So now that we have a, a dedicated Nebraskan here, that's that, that that's probably going to slide. I thought Jordan. that might have been the thing. You have to have at least one Nebraskan on every episode of Serbian Corner. So I'm glad I could fill in for Voya since he's going to be here. So. Just, just to balance it out. Jordan, tell yeah, me, right. what are what are your favorite movies? What what uh, what kind of movies do you do you enjoy watching mo the most? I mean, I watch anything, and that's pretty uh, predictive. And like my favorite movies, like I always say, uh, Inglorious Bastards is one of my favorites. And then um, I've got an old uh, Japanese samurai movie, Harakiri, is one of my favorites. And um, then Her, that's a couple years ago that had uh, Joaquin Phoenix in it. It's another is up there as well for me. So pretty eclectic selection. How about you, Kyle? Yeah, same. A... Yeah, same. I, I like I like everything. You know, I like to, I like uh, I like popular film. I like uh, I like the classics. I like uh, I'm, I, I don't think I'm exclusionary of any particular genre or style or era. Uh, I kind of like it all. Part of it is just f I, I like finding that beauty in in that in within a different genre, within a different era, or whatever the case might be. So, mm -hmm. you know, you can see. Alex, uh, there will be blood and uh, a Colorado Avalanche crossover poster in the frame behind me there. That's one of my favorites, PTAs, There Will Be Blood. Uh, it's a movie I really like, so uh, that's one of my favorite. I like everything from, you know, I'm a big David Lynch fan, so I like his movies, uh, to stoner comedies like Dazed and Confused is in my top four on Letterboxd. So I like everything. I, I like it all. Yeah, it's interesting because my taste in movies changed over time like throughout my different parts of my life i am 43 now god i almost said 42 that would be a huge lie so when i was like between 25 and 30 years old i was like a lot into into the art art film so i was like i don't want to see any of those disgusting blockbusters those just uh, money money machines of movies but then i realized when i turned 30 and that co coincided with the, with the first avenger with with the captain america i went to the to the cinema and i was like man this is fun <laughs> so there's nothing wrong with this i mean i know i'll probably never watch this movie again but i don't care i had fun <laughs> and i'll do it again and i watched all of the marvel stuff and I watch all of the DC stuff and everything in between, you know, Star Wars, whatever. So, yeah, basically, basically, I'm now 43. I don't have enough time to watch as many movies as I would like to. But, yeah, definitely just just send anything my way and, and I'll see what I can do about it. Okay, so let's now move into the, the more specific Nuggets-related conversation. So... I will give you my blockbuster nuggets and you can trash my choices and then you can also <laughs> give me your your opinions uh, who would be the better fit. Okay, so let's start with DeAndre Jordan. Actually, I started making this list like a, 
I think it was like six weeks ago or something yeah. like that. And DeAndre was number 10 on that list. But yeah, he kind of dropped since. So DeAndre Jordan. Oh, I have some some uh, stuff to say about it written down. Okay, so my comp for him is Perrier Lapadit in Inglorious Bastards. So if you remember the first opening scene of the Inglorious Bastards, it's a big, strong French guy, very handsome, and you're expecting him to, you know, demolish the fascists that entered his home and saved the the, the the Jewish family he's hiding in, in his in his cellar. But instead he was completely useless and he, he just like just like DeAndre Jordan, he could not stop the, the downhill running fast guards from the opposition. What do you think about my comp and what would be the better one? Oh man, DeAndre out here just just catching strays. Rough. Rough for DeAndre. <laughs> I got a better one for him, but... Yeah, let, let's do it. Yeah, at least a little more, uh, uh, I don't know, friendly, I think, to him. I, I got him as a, a Fezzik from The Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. It's really just there to be a big body, but ultimately it's his charm and personality that win you over. That's a great one. I had a, the hardest time with DeAndre. I thought he was one of the toughest guys to find a comp for, but I love that one. That Yeah, someone who... I looks one way on the exterior and you you'd think that his physical presence is the thing that uh is valuable to the team but really it's his it's it's actually who he is it's his character mm-hmm. yeah i think that makes sense i was looking for someone with some superstitions when i was trying to make a comp because i think about his he has that routine where every game he opens his little candy tackle box and distributes some candy to kids at the at yeah. the game and I was thinking about, you know, that's a thing of, we didn't talk about this, but that's a thing in sports film that, you know, they always capture these uh, um, routines, these superstitions that players have. And it it made me think about Crash Davis from the baseball film Bull Durham uh, was the comp that that came to mind for me. A kind of an older guy who's serving as a mentor, which is kind of the role that DeAndre is in on this team. He's got to coach the coach, the other guys on the team up a little bit and hopefully dispense some wisdom maybe to them, but is really, uh, really kind of a, a, a vibes guy too. So I think that, uh, the Andrew Jordan's story this season is one of like top five, my, my top five favorite nugget stories, mm-hmm. because at the moment they've signed him like three seconds into the free agency, I was so mad. I was like, what the f like 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 you could have literally signed anybody else like you could have signed like five different guys from the aba adriatic league in 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 serbia to to play instead of him you know what he bought me over i really i really like him that's the first thing of course i i tend to like the nuggets players anyway but i kind of think they don't need an upgrade over him for these playoffs now that we can feel more confident confident on in Zeke Naji as as his alternative as as a backup big what do you think guys mm-hmm. yeah i agree he's got that veteran savvy i think that mm-hmm. that counts for a lot come playoff time and just the fun like he definitely makes i think he makes the locker room better for being there and i think that's why they signed him so quick cuz they knew that was a guy they wanted so for sure they definitely wanted him Okay, next one. Jeff Green at number 11. He was higher here as well 
a couple a couple of months ago. So he is old. He is very laid back. But don't you forget it. He is dangerous as anybody when his help is needed. So his perfect comp for me is Walt Kowalski from Gran Torino. <laughs> How do you feel about this one, guys? Uh, get off my lawn. That's uh, that's pretty good. Uh, that's a pretty good comp for, for Uncle Jeff, I think. Uh, you know, Jeff's never struck me as quite as grumpy as uh, as Walt is. <laughs> that's or, true. That's true. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, certainly the elder statesman of the team. Uh, yeah, when I, I, yeah. yeah. When, I, I when hope I, he's not watching this, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I one I had for him was a uh, Tom Hagen from The Godfather, because he's never oh. been like a star, but he's always been right next to all the stars and kind of been the consigliere for the for the uh, for a lot of superstars throughout his time in the NBA. So I like that comp. I really do, <laughs> and it's it's more flattering than what I did. So yeah, let's let's go with that one. Okay. I next thought, one. I thought about a. Well, oh, I thought sorry. about. Oh, sorry. The in Lethal Weapon, I thought about Danny Danny Glover's Murtaugh <laughs> character. Uh-huh. I'm getting too old for this shit. I have to imagine that's how. <laughs> I have to imagine that's how Jeff Green feels some nights. So, yeah. but yeah, he gets up there and throws it down every night. So, yeah, yeah for sure, that's a good one too. <laughs> He's amazing. I I love that guy. I really hope he. He'll stay good enough to stay on the Nuggets for like a couple of more seasons, and and find his home in Denver. Really, yeah. Okay, good to next see him healthy and back in the game last night. Next guy, Christian Brown. Right now, he's not really in the in the rotation. He's kind of the outside looking in. But Christian Brown, he's blonde, and nobody outside Denver or Kansas know he knows his name. So he is a perfect. Blondie, aka the man with no name, from the good, the bad, and the ugly. What do you think about this, guys? Uh, yeah, it's not bad. It's yeah, it's the kind of quiet, uh, quiet confidence too you get from uh, from the man with no name. That's not bad. <laughs> it's not good either, yeah. right? <laughs> East Eastwood's a badass in those movies, and Christian Brown's been a badass when he's been on the on the court. So I, I like that comp. So how many of your comps are just Clint Eastwood? That's the real question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to. Uh, honestly, honestly, some of the list I haven't seen for a month. So I'm, I'm kind of surprised as well. So this, <laughs> this is what you get when you prepare some shows, uh, you know, before you actually air them. Okay, next one. Zeke Nagy. Okay, so we've had a tweet from, from our guy... Um, oh Jesus! I'm I'm blacking out. Who who said that he's been waiting for 84 years to to get the news uh, the new uh, episode of Serbian Corner because we didn't have one last last week. So Ziknaji is actually old Rose from Titanic <laughs> because he was waiting for three seasons to finally get his real opportunity to play, and now he's he's got to see it. And I guess he is happy now, just like the old Rose was at, at the end of the movie, right? Yeah, I couldn't come I up with think... one for him. So that's a good one, I think. I, I didn't think anyone else could be more upset about their comps than DeAndre <laughs> Jordan and Jeff Green. But I think Zeke, <laughs> Zeke might be even more mad. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's fair. That's fair. So we, we don't have a better one. Shall we move on? 
Yeah, I no, I thought Zeke was a hard one too, and I think part of that's because he he's like an extra. He doesn't get enough screen time. He's like, you know, the Rewatchables podcast has that concept uh, in a movie of that guy. It's a guy who you see in films a lot, but you don't really know the actor's name. It's, I think that's kind of Zeke that we, mm-hmm. you know, with between injuries and rotations and everything, that we just haven't really got to see him. And so, uh, I'm I'm glad that he's been on the court a little bit more lately, and it seems like he's been making the most of his of his minutes. So. Good, good. Let's move on. At number eight, Vladko Chantar. Let me see where I where my notes are. Okay, so for Vladko, I have to make an exception. I didn't pick a movie character, but a TV show one. Mm-hmm. Because Vladko is extremely low profile, he never raises his voice. Well, I guess unless he shouts at Nikola that he sucks, so he would make wake the beast inside of him sometimes. But even with that willingness to be in the background, he is supremely effective and always have the right move to make. Of course, Vladko is Mike Ermentrout from Better Call Saul. Actually, yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a flattering comparison. Now we're talking. I, I don't think Vladko is yeah. going to be mad about that one. I think no. he'd be pretty happy about that. Yeah, yeah. It's just that all all of my comps are super old people, so I, I don't know about that one. Maybe maybe I'm just an old old soul, so maybe that's the reason I'm just migrating towards my kind. I guess. Do do we have a better comp for Vladko? He was a tough one for me too, so I didn't really come up with much. Yeah, same. I I had the hardest time with Vladko too, and I, I again I I think it's maybe because he hasn't always been a consistent part of the rotation. We don't feel like we know him as well as some of the other players, uh, but he has been extremely capable in the time that he's been on the court. So I think mm-hmm. I think Mike's a good comp for him. Okay, moving on, Bones Highland. Okay, he may look like a skinny Steve Rogers in Captain America the first <laughs> Avenger, but when his first super deep tree rips the nylon, he turns into a real-life Captain America. <laughs> all right, all right. I get, I get that one. Um, see, I went I more for go... personality with my cop, but what was, what was yours, Kyle? I'll go back to mine. Well, I went with a different Avenger. I thought he was kind of a little bit more like Miles Morales Spider-Man. You know, okay. kind of... Uh, you know, uh, confident, but, uh, capable, uh, athletic, uh, that, that was, that was the one that came to mind for me if I was going to make a a superhero comp, but I also rewatched the hustler this week and he kind of reminded me a little bit of fast Eddie Felsen, you know, confident, cocky, a willing to take on the best, not afraid of the moment, not afraid to show up to the big game, even if sometimes, especially lately, it doesn't always work out the best, but he, uh, is determined comes back for more so you got a little fast eddie in him too i think yeah, yeah and i went just based on personality and that he just like oozes joy i went with uh charlie bucket from uh willy wonka and the chocolate factory okay, okay. <laughs> so this guy I just like that just pure joy like it's hard to be it's hard to be sad when bones is out there on the court so yes excellent vibes for sure at least if if not anything else he is the first guy he got a young young person comp. Yep. So that we, well, we are making progress. Young, so. I guess. <laughs> we are making progress. Okay. And we, we went even younger than you did. So yeah, we, we went really young for him. So that was good. Yeah. Before we, we move to Bruce Brown, who is, uh, in my mind, a sixth starter on the Nuggets, let's take a short break. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Okay, we are back. So, Bruce Brown, let me see my notes. So, he came to the Nuggets as a 6-4 positionless player. In these first 40-something games, he has started at the 1, started at the 2, at the 3, played from the bench covering almost all of the positions. So my comp for him will be the giant man from Captain America Civil War. So he just scales up as much as he needs to to fill a, a, a certain role. What do you think about these guys? All right. It's, it's not a bad one. And I actually went with another Avenger as well. So um, I, I'm, I'm saying uh, step aside Donovan Mitchell. I'm saying Bruce Brown Spider-Man, you know? <laughs> Friendly neighborhood Spider-Man takes care of the little things, but every now and then he's got to go to space and save the universe, you know? <laughs> That's really good. That's really good. I was thinking yeah. about Bruce as, uh, you know, you guys I'm sure know this, have heard this, that Bruce Brown is a big country music guy. So I tried to look for a Western comp. They had me thinking about Westerns, and I kind of thought he's got a little bit of Doc Holliday in him from Tombstone maybe. Uh, he's got a little... Uh, I don't know if you guys saw uh, The Harder They Fall, the Western that came out last year, but uh, the, the main character is played by Jonathan Majors. Uh, his name is Nat Love. And Bruce, Bruce, he's a cool character. And uh, Bruce Brown kind of gave me those vibes a little bit, too. You know, the other one I thought of, though, is I was thinking about how he managed to get out of town right before all the Brooklyn Nets drama really went to the next level. And I thought maybe we should make him the fugitive. Maybe he's Richard Kimball uh, just on the run. From from all the drama in Brooklyn, so I just I just wish I had no idea what the 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 CBA is, so I wouldn't understand the, the dangers of losing uh, Bruce Brown next season. But but the Bruce experience so far was was so great. I'm I'm so happy the Nuggets were able to to pull off his uh, his signing. Okay, at number five. Interestingly enough, Aaron Gordon. I'm surprised he's not at number two for me, but I guess I messed up this uh, <laughs> this uh, PowerPoint presentation this time. So, Aaron Gordon <clears throat> hidden. Oh, this is a fun one. Hidden behind the rugged appearance of a super athlete, he is the relentless student of the game and a guy working in the lab to improve his performance. Most of all, in the team concept. This is why my comp for him is Dr. Wesley McLaren. Do you know who that is? You probably don't. Because he is a character from the movie Patriot, played by the Serbian national Steven Seagal. 
A respected doctor must find the cure for the deadly virus unleashed by a paramilitary militia leader. While doing so, he also breaks a few dozen necks while displaying a variety of Aikido moves. So Steven Seagal is doctor. <laughs> first of all, first of all, he is a scientist. <laughs> Steven Seagal. <laughs> I love this so much, guys. <laughs> Uh, I think you've managed to name one of the few Steven Seagal movies I, I have not seen. Uh, I don't think I've seen this one, but um, I just I love I, I'm very curious how Aaron Gordon would feel about this comparison. For some reason, people in Serbia really love Steven Seagal. This year for the for the New Year's, and that's like the most important time slot in the whole year in Serbia. So we've had like six Steven Seagal movies all at once in one of the biggest networks in Serbia. Hmm. So, yeah, <laughs> interesting. And he, he, he really is a Serbian national. For some reason, he just took the Serbian passport several years ago. I have no idea why. <laughs> but, yeah, there you have it. Do, do you have a better comp? I hope you have a better comp for Aaron Gordon. <laughs> Go ahead, Kyle, if you got something for him. Well, I saw Patrick, Patrick Rasmussen again in the comments dropped hulk and i i think that's a good comparison he's physically dominating imposing i kind of thought maybe a, i was thinking about guardians of the galaxy too i thought he's got, got a little bit of drax in him too oh yeah physically imposing guy but also pretty funny uh kind of a comedian too and uh always makes us laugh and uh sometimes he just feels like godzilla to me you know larger than life down in that post a monster just taken over uh i I'm not sure that any other player on the team brings me as much joy to watch play that than Aaron Gordon has, and uh, I think I think Landry Shamit would compare him to Godzilla. For sure. <laughs> I had one one thought was a uh, Frank the Tank from old school Will Ferrell's character, because <laughs> like in the beginning of the movie he's like a buttoned up family man, and then as things go along he just completely like like unleashes this wild side to him and. You need that a little bit from Aaron Gordon. He does the little stuff now for us, but every now and then he just breaks out Frank the Tank and, you know, might be streaking through the quad or whatever by the end of it. So. <laughs> I love Will Ferrell. I know a lot of people hate Will Ferrell because, you know, he is like uh, uh, super awkward or I, I, I don't know how to, how to describe his comedy. But one thing I think about him is he really likes to wear costumes. Like... When you see the variety of his movies, he's been the ice skating star, the, the rally driver. I mean, <laughs> where does it end? Uh, uh, the, the Euro Song Contest, that, that one I really like. <laughs> it's just, you, you need to, to, to like it, to love it, I guess. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Okay, moving on. At number four, Kenny P. Now, this is interesting. I, I actually call him Kenny P. Dog now. Kenny P is kind of strange <laughs> to me. But okay, Kentavious Caldwell Pope. Um, you cannot see him on the court. He is not taking any ISOs. He's not dribbling. He's not even advancing the ball. But he sees you. And when the time is right, he'll take the spine out of you and hang you from the tree after hitting five consecutive trees from all positions. And of course, he is predator <laughs> all right although i i like the beeper more more have you seen the 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 low post with the with kcp yeah i, I saw that oh, yeah, yeah, yeah he was on the low post podcast this weekend and yeah 
Zach Lowe asked him about his nickname. Said, "Yeah, he said his nickname is the Beeper." That made me wonder if his film comparison is an R two D two. He's he's the Beeper and R two D two about the best sidekick you could ask for. And I think that's what KCP has been this year. He has been the ideal sidekick for Nikola Jokic, I think, uh, and uh, out there on the court in that starting lineup. He's been great in the stagger lineup too. So wherever you need him, he's just kind of he kind of fills in. So Which, yeah, but when he when he said that, he was the Beeper. That all I could think of was R two D two. And I'm I'm actually going back to Avengers, the most underrated Avenger here, Agent Coulson. He's just the okay. perfect connecting tissue to all the stars. Well, didn't he die in one of the movies? Yeah, but they brought him back for that TV show, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm so impressed with his basketball IQ, and I actually have a take that much more NBA players have the high basketball IQ than we think. I mean, much you know, many many NBA players have high basketball IQ. It's just the fact that are they willing to buy in and do the right stuff, you know, not not to be the stat patterns, but but to actually play the, the 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 game of basketball. And KCP has been doing that. I'm so happy they've extended him right after they've traded for him because now they would have to give him more money. <laughs> I mean, it's not fair to KCP, I guess, but uh, I, it's just a problem of, of us trying to beat the GMs as well while watching the game. I actually hate that part about me, but I cannot help it. Well, so, I think he, he wants yeah. a championship, though. He's locked in. I, th- I mean, I think he's at the point in his career where that the winning matters no, no, most no. to him. There's no doubt in that. I just meant they would need to offer him more than like what he got, like 15, yeah. 16 million for, for next two seasons. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, but... I think him shooting 48% from three <laughs> is why he picked uh, to stay in Denver here. So... I mean, when you when you see the Duncan Robinson contract for a guy that shot mm-hmm. as well, but didn't do anything else really, especially on defense, <laughs> and you mm-hmm. see the monster that KCP is, is just is just crazy. Crazy. I love this guy as well. Mm-hmm. Do we have any any more comps, or are we are we I think happy? That, I think that was them. Yeah. Okay, next guy, Michael Porter Jr. So. People were laughing at him because he couldn't dribble. He was losing the ball on most fast breaks. He didn't know where to stand, neither on offense nor defense. They've deemed his medical reports as the worst in league history. Yet he has blossomed from the ugly duckling to the beautiful swan. I just love his attitude (laughs) this season. He really is a beautiful swan this season for me. I know he's been good before as well but honestly i don't think he's been ever playing as good as as he is right now what do you think guys yeah i mean he's been playing great because he's doing more than just the shooting and the the finding his own shot like he's he's active at at all times it seems so yeah i my comp for mpj was chris kyle from american sniper that's been mpj especially at the start of the season he was the sniper man he couldn't miss a shot and lately it's been less that and it's been more him doing a little bit of everything like you said and and that's been so great to see it's been great to see his athleticism come back a, a bit over the past few games he's was throwing dunks down last night against indiana and we've seen that a little bit more over the past few games so uh, that was the comparison I came up with for him. 
Jones. Yeah. He's the sniper, I think. And I and yeah. I moved over to uh, DC and I say Batman for him. Um, bit of a bit of a loner, kind of wants to do his own thing, but has to learn to to work as a team. And uh, ultimately, you know, dramatic uh, recovery from back injury. You know. You know. You know what? <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> maybe you know what? Maybe maybe he is Superman because he needed to go to his you know tower of 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 solace to figure out some stuff and come back and and become superman right mm-hmm. <laughs> we're making bad. progress we're making progress yeah. much better than ugly duckling i just like that we one. have the range of everything from the range on this one from ugly duckling to batman to sniper is is pretty impressive yeah <laughs> <laughs> that that's that's what you get okay number two jamal murray um he was injured bad he had to spend way too many days in bed recovering from surgery went through a horribly hard recovery and performed endless strength exercises now he's back and his revenge will be sweet and horrifying this is why he is the bride from kill bill volume one or volume two actually as well it's the same bride (laughs) all right (laughs) did i push too hard this one no, no, I like that. Getting yeah. getting his revenge. I like that. I, I, I hope that that's the attitude that Jamal brings to the rest of this season. That would be perfect. Yep. Do we have yeah. something better or uh, worse? Well, I've actually made this comp for years just because he doesn't seem to let pain stop him. So I, I call him the, uh, the Black Knight from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's good. That's really good. Like it just it, seems like it just it, it encourages him to go harder if somebody if he gets hurt or twists an ankle or something like that. So J- just a flesh wound. That's yeah, all just it a is. flesh wound. Yep. Just a flesh wound. <laughs> I love that. That's perfect. Yeah, my my favorite Monty Python movie is The Life of Brian, but I I adore the the Holy Grail as well. Yes. Okay. Number one. Oh, okay. So I I already <laughs> made it. Clear. Well, so this is this is the reason. Nikola Jokic, his tables are his sanctuary. He wants to spend the rest of his career there, but there's the annoying obligation to his club to return and play basketball every season. This is why he is the Luke Skywalker from Star Wars: The Last Jedi. I just didn't figure out who who is the Ray here that's calling him every year <laughs> to come back. Uh, it's probably Vladko, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe it's Vladko. <laughs> maybe it's just Ogistoyakovic. It's just he needs yeah. to be annoying. Come on, man! You're the MVP. You need to play. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure we've needed that person yet, but we might need him in the future. We might need Ray at some point in the future. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, like guys, I already won the three championships. What more do you want from me? <laughs> like, let me let me just brush my my horses. <laughs> What else we ha- do we have here? Well, I think Hakeem. I think Hakeem Olajuwon told us who the comp is for Nikola Jokic. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's the one. It's Neo from the Matrix. <laughs> Jokic is the one. We all know it. We've known it here in Denver for a long time. Uh, now everyone else knows it too. So, uh, including Hakeem Olajuwon. So Hakeem told you uh who Jokic's comp is it's it's neo from the matrix movies he's the one man he he seems to bend space and time uh on those passes and those yeah. rainbow shots and those sombor shuffles the laws of physics don't seem to apply to him uh and he, he makes it all happen so uh, yeah. I, I think that's the comp 
See, I went a different way. I didn't do a leading man like action star because it just doesn't feel like Jokic. Like as great as he is, like his skills are up there with the best of them, but like he's never going to get that kind of recognition like mainstream. Sure. So I went, I went to the Harry Potter franchise, but not to Harry Potter himself. I've got him as a Neville Longbottom, just the character arc of the the chubby, awkward kid growing into like this, this ultimately a, a pretty major hero by the last the last film. So. Right, they keep they keep leading Sports Center with LeBron, but then at the end, the yeah. number one play, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's yeah. Jokic. So yeah, I think that's a good comparison. Yeah, I mean he's the one who takes out the last Horcrux in the final movie, so you know that's right. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Okay, for the end, Michael Malone. Oh, prove yourself worthy, and he will do everything for you. But if you're not in his circle of trust. He's going to have an eye on you, so you better make sure you make no mistakes. This is why he is Jack Burns <laughs> from Meet the Parents. He kind of looks like him, right? <laughs> I mean, I think yeah. that might be yeah, good. the biggest compliment you've given anyone is that Malone <laughs> looks like Robert De Niro. So. <laughs> yeah. He's a handsome guy. Come on, guys. <laughs> I, I really don't think so. Um, do we, yeah, do we, I like that. I didn't think of Malone. I, you yeah. know, I, I, I didn't really think about him. You know, all of the, I was thinking about all the mentors and the things that you've mentioned. And Malone's different than all of them. You know, he's not a Yoda type. He's not really an Obi Wan type. He's not a. He's not Pi May. Uh, he, he, you know, he's a different kind of mentor than the the mentor we've talked about in the other films. So I got, I got I like an that. idea for him actually, just based on right. just off the top of my head here. He's not far off a little bit of a Mister Miyagi. Like he's, okay. he's gonna be he's gonna be a little hard on you and he's gonna put make you put in the work but like ultimately he's he's gonna care and he's 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 gonna stand in with you you know so but i mean that's off the cuff man i didn't think about malone at all either so <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one he's a good healthy mentor i think that's yeah. right i think uh not not quite as much mystery to michael malone as there no, is to mr no. miyagi but i think you're right that's true. That's true. We we know who he is, where he came from, yeah. and we know his history as well. So that's that's just the the the, the life of of an NBA head coach, I guess. So I think we've covered everything. I mean, we didn't do like Calvin Booth. I don't know. I I I didn't think about him. Maybe we we should save the whole front office for the next time we get around. <laughs> just just like for the for the super nerdy crowd like <laughs> people that actually knows you know who Ogi Stojakovic is or who who uh, Rafael Zhuk is or whatever so before i let you go do you have any any parting thoughts maybe some uh, some uh, expectations we, did, we just didn't hear from you Kyle about your expectation for from this season what is the minimum you expect from the nuggets to say okay this season went well you know, I don't think that, that any team is good enough in the NBA. I think there's too much parity in the NBA. Too many teams are good enough to ever expect a championship. Um, but I definitely think that that's the goal of the team. And again, they're playing as well as they ever have. So I guess I'd, I'd be pretty disappointed if they don't make the finals this year. That's kind of what I'm expecting. You know, that's been the peak for the Denver Nuggets before. And uh, that's, uh, I guess, what I'm expecting this year. So. Um, you know, you never know what's going to happen. You never know what's going to shake out. And, you know, the saying expectations are the thief of joy. So the more, the more expectations you have, the, the, that opens your, yourself up to being disappointed. I, I just try to roll with it more than I, more than I, more than anything. I just try to take it as it comes, but 
you know, being honest, I think I'd be disappointed if it were anything other than a finals appearance. Yeah, like that that Nicholas sophomore season, 2016, 2017, that was probably the most fun season we've had in this era. No expectations whatsoever. Just playing better every every night and you see something growing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Last Especially last year coming was... out of the dark years, the dark years yeah. before that, the Brian Shaw era, coming out of that was a rough time. That was a time where I wasn't, you know, I don't like to miss a game. I don't like to skip a game. If I have to be out, I record it and watch it later. Or whatever. That was one of the times where it's like, eh, maybe I'll skip this one or maybe I'll watch this one because it, it was a tough time to watch games. So uh, those good years coming out of that uh, were nice. What what do the Nuggets need to do to to relieve us from stress? It's probably championship, right? Nothing, nothing less than that will actually... Re- release this the stress at least for a couple of months before the next season starts and then it's all over again i guess well and it's just the legacy of it all like this team's good enough to do it and it's just a matter of they've got to prove it now and i i don't know i i just think they will like i think they have the right pieces in place to do it so yeah stay healthy i mean i Mm -hmm. think that's it and you know it's not really something you can control but ultimately i think that's going to be the determiner this i think that's the determiner for a lot of teams in terms of playoff success and uh it's certainly been the determiner for our playoff success the past couple of years and i think it will be this year too oh we have a comment from patrick Respunsen who said that josh Kroenke is ed norton's character in glass onion <laughs> and i need to watch glass onion right now because i i haven't um, watched it yet so. well thank elon musk and you're about there for the character so <laughs> okay okay that that kind of makes sense Okay, before we let you enjoy this Saturday, it's Saturday, right? Please mm-hmm. consider subscribing to the DMVR Sports <laughs> YouTube channel and giving a thumbs up on the YouTube video. Or give a five-star review on the, for the DMVR Nuggets podcast on iTunes. It will help the channel grow even further. And for all the true fanatics that stuck with us all the way to this sentence, thank you for being awesome and go Nuggets. Go Nuggets.